This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Welcome, everybody, to episode 15 of That Six. I am your host, Kyler Bills. Man, I'm very excited to have the opportunity to talk to all of you guys again. Man, another week gone, another exciting week ahead of NFL drama and, you know, different scenarios and situations to really run through. Man, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, since the details are out of the way, let's jump into episode 15. Hope y'all been cool. Hope y'all been cool. Hope y'all were ready for quite an action-packed episode. You know what I'm saying? We got two drafts. We got two division recaps to go through. You know what I'm saying? And then we got mock draft 6.0. We're rapidly approaching. Y'all see the title. Y'all see the final counting. Do, 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 do. You know what I'm saying? Final countdown. That was real bad, real bad. But you know what I'm saying? You get the gist of it. So starting off today, we have the NFC East and the NFC West as far as the division recaps and predictions. Starting off at the bottom of the NFC East, we have the Washington Commanders, who had a season record of 8-8-1 eight, eight, and one, and then ended fourth in the NFC East. Started off their year with a win against the Jacksonville Jaguars, four straight losses against the Lions, Eagles, Cowboys, and Titans. Went on a little three-game win streak against the Bears, Packers, and Colts. A loss to the Vikings, another three-game win streak against the Eagles, Texans, and Falcons. And then a three-game loss streak with the Giants, Niners, Browns. And then a win against the Cowboys in Week 18. Washington was led by Taylor Heineke this year with 1,859 passing yards, 12 touchdowns, and a 44.8 QBR. They were led on the ground with the underdog story of Brian Robinson Jr. with 797 rushing yards on 205 carries with two touchdowns with that. Scary Terry McLaurin led the commanders through the air with 1,191 receiving yards with 77 receptions and five touchdowns. The commanders were 21st in the NFL in passing yards with 204.2 per game. 12th in the NFL in rushing yards with 126.1 rushing yards per game, 18.9 points for, which was good enough for 24th in the NFL, and a strong, a top 10 defense as far as points against them with 20.2. So the commanders, man, the commanders, what is, I mean, what is there to say? You know, towards the end of the year, Sam Howell started to come in, and we'll talk about that a little later. Um, the commanders have had a, a semi, I guess, busy off season. You know, they gained guys like Andrew Wiley, Nick Gates, Jacoby Brissett, Cody Barton, Trenton Scott, F.A. Obata, Abdullah Anderson, and Tyler Larson. Some of those guys they re-signed, some of the guys they signed from a different organization. However, they did lose Cole Holcomb, Taylor Heineke, Cam Sims, Carson Wentz, Trey Turner, John Bostic, and J.D. McKissick, among other people. So when it comes to Washington, man, I'm real real skeptical, I guess is what you can say. I don't, I don't know how bright Washington's future is. You know, they got Sam Howell in there, who I think that they're looking to take the reins, you know, away. I mean, they, they lost Taylor Heineke this year. So Sam Howell seems to be like the guy in Washington. Um, as far as the running back position, I know Antonio Gibson was battling in there with JD McKissick when Brian Robinson, who have mercy on many men, many, 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 many men, you know what I'm saying? So, um, you guys remember that from earlier in the year, if you've been tuning in. So, um, I think Brian Robinson is really going to take over that run game. Look for Brian Robinson to have a really good year next year, you know, 800 rushing yards and, and not a full season is definitely, definitely a good year for a rookie. 
Um, you know, losing some of the guys on the offensive line for Washington isn't great. They look to build that up, you know, in this draft and in the rest of free agency with what they've already done in free agency. Um, which brings me to their draft outlook is, is I do expect them to go O-line, maybe interior O-line in this mock draft. I do believe I have them taking Osiris Torrance at pick number 16. Do I think that they're going to make a run at the division? No, I don't. And that's just me being totally honest. I think the NFC East is looking real stacked for, for the NFC East for such a long time. It was widely considered to be one of the worst divisions in football. You know what I'm saying? And then this past year, they have three of their four teams go to the playoffs and almost, you know, the commanders almost snuck in. They were just right there, you know, sitting at an eight, eight and one record. I could see Washington maybe, maybe breaking the plane to go to the playoffs. I don't know if it'll happen again. It all really depends on how Sam Howell and Brian Robinson play. If they can emerge into the players that they have the potential to, then I definitely think that they definitely have a bright future ahead of them. And it, it's just one of those things, you know, I'm just not 100% sure when it comes to Washington. Their future is very uncertain, you know, I, I, and especially with this draft, it's not going to be a, a flashy draft. I think they're going to go very O-line base, which, you know, for a fan base isn't exactly fun. Um, as far as their quarterback situation, I think they're going to run it out with Sam Howell. I know uh, uh, Josh Howell, who was a great friend of mine, is a Washington Commanders fan. And he said it's Sam time. He said it's Sammy season. So, hey, man, if Sam Howell, I mean, Sam Howell looked good his junior year, sophomore year at UNC, the year he before he was draft eligible, you know, and obviously came out and was a fourth or fifth round pick, I believe, you know, in this in this past draft. And obviously we didn't see any of the rookies this past year really get a whole lot of success. You know, Kenny Pickett had the best year out of any of the rookie quarterbacks. And even that wasn't anything, you know, super stellar to write home about. I think it'll be interesting to see with how Sam Howell can really develop. Obviously, he's got Terry McLaurin there, Brian Robinson. He's got some weapons around him. Obviously, the Washington defense is full of some dogs. You know, they did they did lose Cole Holcomb, who's it's going to be a big loss for that Washington defense. But their D line is just scary, man. Their D line is <laughs> their D line is something else, bro. I'll be I'll be one hundred percent honest there. Uh, guys like Jonathan Allen, Darren Payne, you know Chase Young, obviously often their defensive rookie of the year a couple of years ago. Um. <sighs> I don't think that the Washington Commanders have a super dull future, but I like me personally. And if you're sitting here to look for my honesty, which is what I always try to give you guys, I don't think Sam Howell's the guy. So I think that they're going to have to go through, you know, a little bit of of trial and error with at the quarterback position, which they've been doing, you know, through these past couple of years, at least since Alex Smith, you know, got hurt and and eventually retired. But I don't know, man. I just, I, 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 as far as Washington and what Washington's going to do, I don't see it being super bright. Um, but yeah, man, moving off of that, we have the coming in at third in the NFC East. We have the New York football giants who is coached by coach of the year, Brian Dable, Dabble. I'm not exactly too sure how you pronounce his name. If I say it Dabble and it's Dable, I'm sorry. If I say Dabble and it's Dable and his dabble. I'm sorry, man. I just, I'm not a doctor, man. I don't really know how to pronounce it. Um, the Giants opened up the season 2-0 and against the Titans and the Panthers, a loss to the Cowboys, and a solid win streak of four games against the Bears, Packers, Ravens, and Jags, a loss against the Seahawks, a win against the Texans, and then went on a two-game skid against the Lions and the Cowboys, a win against the Commanders, or a tie against the Commanders. I'm sorry. Uh, and then a loss against the Philadelphia Eagles brought the Giants to a 9-7-1 record, third in the NFC East. Good enough for a wildcard playoff berth, um, which they they knocked off the Minnesota Vikings. 
Shocker, man. Like, the, you know what I'm saying? The Vikings might have been a little fraudulent. Um, the Giants had a pretty, pretty busy offseason as far as acquiring guys. Obviously, they were in on OBJ for a little bit, wanted to bring him back home. They signed guys like Bobby Okereke. Well, I wasn't going to say Okereke, but I've learned that's not how you pronounce his last name. So Bobby Okereke, Darius Slayton, Paris Campbell, Matt Breida, Amani Oruwarie. Did y'all like that? Did y'all like that first try? I mean, if you watch my last or listen to my last episode or have me on TikTok, whatever it is, however you may find me, whatever, it would it am I? I could not say Amani Oruwarie to save my life. And now that's two for two. And you know what? I'm going to rattle it off two more times because you know what I want to get to is Amani Oruwarie. You know what I'm saying? Mixed with a little bit of Amani Oruwarie, which then brings us to a fo-fo-fo. And that's how, how I was pronouncing this young man's name today. I don't want to say it again because then I'm not going to be fo-fo-fo. And I really like fo-fo-fos. You know what I'm saying? You give me a little junior double bacon cheeseburger. You know what I'm saying? You give me, you give me a small fry, a little small Coke if, if I'm feeling froggy. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, a little four-piece chicken McNuggets. That's a fo-fo-fo. And I just went fo-fo-fo on, on, on young man's name. So, wow. Um, not too sure exactly what I said there. You know what I'm saying? But hey, it did what it did, mine. Um, so, yes, they signed that young man out of Detroit. Also signed Jamison Crowder, Bobby McCain, Marvin Jones, and Jihad Ward. They did lose guys like Nick Gates, Julian Love, Kenny Galladay, who... Man, I know if you a Giants fan listening to this, just just the fact of hearing that Kenny Galladay is not on your team anymore probably brings you to tears. You know what I'm saying? He was just so so influential to the city of New York and, and had such high production while he was there. Definitely earned his contract. And if you can't tell by now, I'm obviously kidding. I'm obviously kidding. Up until like week 18, week 17, Andrew Thomas had more touchdown receptions than Kenny Galladay. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, I'm sure that the, the Giants fans are not losing sleep over losing Kenny Galladay. Uh, they also lost Tony Jefferson, Fabian Moreau, and Richie James. So this brings me, and they did franchise tag um, Saquon Barkley and then signed Daniel Jones to, in my eyes, quite frankly, what is a criminal contract. All right, that's just me being dead honest. The fact that Danny Dimes is getting $40 million a year. It just doesn't sit right to me. You know what I'm saying? It just doesn't sit right in the soul. It doesn't, it just, it's not right to me. Um, shout out to Nick Woolley, who actually said, with the way the contracts are working out with the quarterbacks, that the Patrick Mahomes deal, actually, you know, it looks pretty good. <laughs> so... You know, I just think that uh, Daniel Jones does not deserve $40 million a year, but that's what you get for not franchise tagging him. And sure, if you wanted to extend him, you can extend him, do whatever you need to do. But as far as $40 million a year, to me, that may be a, uh, maybe a little bit of, a, of overpay, I guess, is what you could say. So what is New York going to do in this draft, right? I think they could go tight end. You know, I think you look at their depth chart right now and their tight end. Why did I say tight end, bro? I, all these free agent acquisitions really mess with my head, bro. So I have tight end on my sheet, right? I thought it was a draft need, this and that, whatever. It did what it did, Mike. Go to their depth chart right now. Totally forgot. They traded for Darren Waller. Like a fifth round pick, bro. Fifth or third round pick, one of the two. Traded for Darren Waller. They're obviously not going tight end of the draft. So you can scratch that out. But with that being said... In this draft, I have them going Miles Murphy at pick number 25. 
Um, I think they could go D-line. I think they could go O-line. I think they could go corner, edge rusher, you know. It's, it's one of those things where I'm not exactly sure. I look for the Giants to have some success. I, I think that they can be another playoff team. You know, they've invested a lot of draft capital and a lot of, you know, money in their, in their offensive tackles with Evan Neal at pick number eight last year. Pick number seven last year, I'm sorry. And then Andrew Thomas, who was pick number four, you know, four or five years ago. I believe Andrew Thomas is extended. Um, got guys like Mark Glowinski on the offensive line. Shay, Shane Limino, Limo. And Ben Bredson, who obviously is going to help out Saquon Barkley. As a fan of another injury-prone running back, you know, with Christian McCaffrey, it was very, it was honestly very nice to see Saquon Barkley kind of return to form. And I mean, it's just, it's just a little heartwarming. Everybody always hates on, um, everybody always hates on the running backs and, oh, you shouldn't give them these contracts and, oh, they're washed and, and whatever, whatever everybody likes to say. You know what I'm saying? But for me, it was nice to see Saquon Barkley come back. In my opinion, the NFL is better when um, Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley are out there balling. So you take that as you will. Um, obviously, they lost Kadarius Toney in the trade to the Kansas City Chiefs last year. The wide receiver room, I could see the, I could see the Giants going wide out. You know, guys like Jordan Howard, Addison, Zay Flowers. You know, I don't know if they reach on a guy like Josh Downs. Quentin Johnston, maybe if he falls, a lot of people are talking about Quentin Johnston falling. So you never know how that could work. You know, I don't think Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to be there by 25, but you know, whatever they need to do, you know what I'm saying? Maybe they look at Bijan Robinson if they don't want to pay Saquon. I don't see that happening. They want to, I mean, I was just talking about it last week about how New York wants Saquon to be a giant for life. So I don't necessarily think that that's going to happen, but there's something to look out for, man. Crazier things have happened. Um, but yeah, I think that the Giants have relatively a bright future. I don't know if Daniel Jones is the guy that's going to get them over the hump. And when I talk about a franchise quarterback, I talk about a guy who can bring you to and win you a Super Bowl. When I think about Daniel Jones, do I think that Daniel Jones can bring the Giants to and win a Super Bowl? I personally don't think so. And that's just me. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Danny Dimes at the end of the day can prove me wrong and prove all the haters wrong. But uh, yeah, man, that's just me. I don't, I don't think he's, and, and that's what's so hard is like you look at a guy like Daniel Jones or Ryan Tannehill or hell even Philip Rivers who spend a lot of time within an organization, and you're like, how can you not call him a franchise quarterback when they've been there for so long? Did they ever win a ring? You know what I'm saying? Uh, no. Maybe they made the playoffs. Maybe they got bounced. Did they ever make a conference championship? Hell, I don't. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, I, for me, a franchise quarterback is a guy who can get you to the big game and win you the big game. You look at a guy like Josh Allen, he can do it. Patrick Mahomes obviously can do it, has done it. You look at a guy like Jalen Hurts, can do it. I think Lamar Jackson can. I just think he has to have a better supporting cast. And maybe that's what's wrong with Daniel Jones. Maybe it's not. I don't personally think that Lamar is on this, or Lamar is past the level that Daniel Jones is at. However, you know, you know what I'm saying? You never know how things shake out. But with that being said, I do think that the Giants have a pretty bright future ahead. Um, so take that as you will. Take it with a grain of salt. Moving on, and, and if I'm running through this a little fast, man, I need you guys to understand that I got two divisions to go through. You know, got some more stuff I want to talk about. Still don't want the episodes to be crazy long. It's been a long day, man. Um, obviously, recording the podcast is one of, if not my favorite parts of the day. But with that being said, I still got a lot of stuff to do, man. We're approaching finals week. 
it's just a whole lot going on. So if that's what I'm speeding past it, don't think that I don't want to be here with you all. Don't think that I'm trying to rush through. I'm not giving your team the credit they deserve. But you know what I'm saying? I don't want I don't want y'all to be stuck here too long. You know, I listen to all these back. I personally wouldn't like to listen to a podcast longer than what mine is. Um, it's just hard to keep the attention span that whole time. You know, anything past an hour, you almost have to break it up. You know, unless you're driving. I know a lot of people listen to podcasts either before they fall asleep or while they're driving. And like, I personally can't do an hour, 20 minute podcast. Uh, but that's just me. And I'm rambling a little bit and whatnot. But moving on to second in the NFC East, sporting a record of 12 and five, we have the Dallas Cowboys who gained Dante Fowler Jr., re-signed him. Donovan Wilson re-signed him. Leighton Vander Esch re-signed him. Gained Jonathan Hankins, C.J. Goodwin, Tack McKinley, Rico Doodle, and Ronald Jones. However, they did lose guys like Dalton Schultz, Connor McGovern, Noah Brown, Ezekiel Elliott, Anthony Brown, Anthony Barr, Jason Peters, Brett Maher, and T.Y. Hilton. So, the Cowboys, for the second season in a row, opened the season with a loss against the Buccaneers, went on a four-game win streak against the Bengals, Giants, Commanders, and Rams, lost to the Eagles, two straight wins against the Lions and the Bears, lost to the Packers, and then a four-game win streak against the Vikings, Giants, Colts, and Texans, lost to the Jags, and then two straight wins against the Eagles and the Texans to give them that 12-5 and record. Um, yeah, man, we already talked about who all Dallas lost, right? They lost, they lost some ballers, man. Um, which brings me to the, the draft, you know, are they sold on Dak Prescott? We've seen Jerry Jones kind of, I don't know, man. I mean, he's doubled down on his faith with, with Dak and, but, but with that being said, I've, when we've, we've seen countless times how a head coach or an owner has doubled down on their quarterback just to, just to you know, ship him off somewhere else or just to go in a different direction. So, you know, I don't think that Dallas is going to make a splash and trade up for a guy like Anthony Richardson or Will Levis or whatever it is. You know, maybe they grab Hendon Hooker in the second or the late first. I, I still think that's a reach. I still think that they have. And I will never mock, you know, Hendon Hooker in the first round in my last two mock drafts that I'm going to have here, you know, up until the first round of the draft. But maybe they take a chance on a guy like Max Duggan, you know, Tanner McKee out of Stanford. Um, just, just to have that, you know, cause you know, Dak is, Dak has played good and I think that can get you to a Super Bowl and possibly win it. I really do. And I, I think the Dak Prescott gets a lot of unwarranted hate. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm actually kind of a big Dak Prescott fan. You know, we look at Matt, you look at Dak, he's a fourth round pick. He wasn't projected to beat out Tony Romo and that could be the exact, it could be deja vu. You know what I'm saying with what happens to Dallas if they decide to go with a late round quarterback, and that's just if, you know, do they bring Zeke back on a friendly deal? Does he want to come back to Dallas? He's yet to be signed. You know, Tony Pollard is franchise tag. Do they go out and, and get a running back? You know, in this mock draft, I do have them going Bijan Robinson. Do they go out and get an O lineman? You know, do they go out and get a safety? You know, Brian Branch could be could fall. It's obviously they have to replace Dalton Schultz. They could go Dalton Kincaid. They could go, you know, uh, a homeboy uh, from Lucas Musgrove or something. A homeboy from Iowa. You know what I'm saying? Michael Mayer. They, there's, there's a, it's a tight end heavy draft. And as a team who utilizes their tight ends a lot, 
I'm going to tell you right now that Jake Ferguson is not going to cut it. Obviously, in the wide receiving room, you know, C.D. Lamb, Brandon Cooks, Michael Gallup is a fantastic trio. Throw in a guy like Cavante Turpin in there, Jalen Tolbert, Antonio Callaway is on the roster. Shout out the Florida Gators. You know, running back, they have Tony Pollard, Malik Davis, Ronald Jones. I didn't know they had Will Greer. Um, they could go O-line, you know, maybe an offensive guard because they have t- or, a, or a left tackle. Um, Tyler Biadaz, Zach Martin, and Tyron Smith, obviously I don't think are going to go anywhere. They're not going to be replaced. But you could definitely see them shore up their left side of the line, maybe in the second, third. Um, I do believe that they signed or restructured DeMarcus Lawrence's contract. And they obviously traded for Stephon Gilmore, which was a big you know, trade. Obviously, I have Micah Parsons, a good defense. You know, the Cowboys, and here's one of those things. I'm a habitual Cowboys hater. I'm just not a big Cowboys guy, right? But with that being said, they got some dogs on their team, and they were right there with the Eagles after the Eagles started, what, 11, 12, 13, and 0? You know what I'm saying? So take that as you will. You know what I'm saying? A good draft, a good rest of free agency. You know, the the Cowboys were also in on OBJ before he eventually signed to the Ravens on a criminal deal. Yes, I'm pointing it out again. Um, going to be interesting to see how they do this draft and how they approach this draft. Could see him going D-line, maybe defensive tackle, maybe a, a defensive end to place on the opposite side of Demarcus Lawrence. Obviously, they have Micah Parsons come off the edge a lot, but you can never have too many pass rushers, man. And that's If I know one thing for sure, it's the pass rush is real, real important in the NFL. Um, but yeah, man, I think that the Cowboys have a, a fairly bright future, uh, as much as that pains me to say, I would like to see, you know, Dak Prescott come out here and have a big year. You know, I'm a big Dak fan, like I've said multiple times. So I'm not, I'm not too, too phased at it. You know what I'm saying? Um, so moving on to the NFC champions, the NFC East champions, um, and almost, Keyword almost the Super Bowl champions. We have the Philadelphia Eagles who opened their season on a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So it wasn't 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. It was eight game win streak uh, against the Lions, Vikings, Commanders, Jaguars, Cardinals, Cowboys, Steelers, Texans. A head scratching loss to the Commanders, 32 to 21. Then went back right back to it on a what one two three four five game win streak against the indianapolis colts the green bay packers the tennessee titans the new york giants and the chicago bears two straight losses to the dallas cowboys and the new orleans saints then a win in week 18 against the new york giants two playoff victories obviously in the divisional round and then the conference championship game um yeah man philly had a big year you know what I'm saying? Jalen Hurts had a breakout year, 3,700 passing yards, 22 touchdowns, and a 69. Nice. QBR, uh, 69.1. I mean, I was, I was going to throw the point one in there. It kind of ruins it. Uh, Miles Sanders with 1,200 rushing yards to, on 259 carries and 11 touchdowns. New acquisition, A.J. Brown with 1,500 receiving yards, 11 touchdowns on 88 receptions. Man, a hell, a hell of an offense there. You know, they brought guys like James Bradbury, Jason Kelsey, Fletcher Cox back. They signed guys like Marcus Mariota to back up Hurts, Terrell Edmonds, Boston Scott they brought back, Rashad Williams, and Greedy Williams, or Rashad Penny, I'm sorry, and then Greedy Williams. 
as far as bringing into Philadelphia, you know, they did lose guys like Robert Quinn, Linval Joseph, Nadamakan Sue, CJ Gardner Johnson, Zach Pascal. We ain't done. Kaiser White, TJ Edwards, Miles Sanders to Carolina, Javon Hargrave to San Fran, Andre Dillard, who was a first round pick in 2018, Isaac Semulao, um, and then both of their offense or their offensive coordinator, who was Steve Sharkeesian to the Indianapolis Colts, and then Jonathan Grenard, who was their defensive coordinator to the Arizona Cardinals. So they definitely, like, let's not sugarcoat it, bro. They lost a lot. They lost a lot. And now that I'm looking at it on paper, I might have to change my predictions. I think I'm going to stick with it. But by the end of, you know, by season two, when I come back to this podcast, I might change it up. I'm going to keep it right now, but I might change it up just to see how, you know, depending on how the draft works out and whatnot in here, neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, man, what is, what is Philly going to do? They obviously have pick number 10 this year and pick number 30 this year. In this mock draft, I have them going Kalijah Kansi at pick number 10, the defensive tackle out of Pittsburgh and Broderick Jones, the offensive tackle out of Philly or out of Philadelphia, Jeebus, out of Georgia. Um, obviously they still have a very good offense. They're bringing a lot of these guys. Oh, I mean, a lot of the guys back is on offense. Um, you know, they still have my and Lane Johnson. So offensive tackle isn't exactly a huge need, but if you don't want to pay a guy like Jordan, my whose contract is going to be up soon. Uh, don't quote me on that. Um, you could go center in the later rounds because Jason Kelsey is kind of, you know, he's he's iffy if when he's eventually going to retire. Look for Jordan Davis to step up and have a big year. Obviously brought Brandon Graham back, who was a part of that uh, past Super Bowl winning team. Obviously, I have guys like Hassan Reddick, N'Kobe Dean, who they drafted last year, Josh Sweat. Uh, if you know, you know from the Madden picture, Reed Blankenship, Darius Slay. So with, all, you know, Terrell Edmonds, Avante Maddox. I mean, dude, like I'm sitting here and like you guys heard how many team, how many people I rattled off that just Philly lost, right? And and, you, and I'm reading their depth chart right now, and it doesn't seem like they lost anybody. Like they're still real, real solid. So, hey man, it is what it is. Um, I'm already at 25 minutes, and I'm just now finishing with the NFC East. So I'm going to keep it moving. Um, expect the Philadelphia Eagles to have a really good year this year again. Um, do they go defensive back, offensive tackle, D-line in this draft? Maybe wide receiver in the later rounds. Shout out to Jalen Hurts with getting his big contract extension at around, I think, what, $50, $45 million a year? Um, could could shake up the quarterback market. We're already doing it, man. Um, so my 2023-24 season NFC East predictions – Coming in at dead last, I do have the Washington Commanders, and it's actually the exact way that it plays out this year. Spoiler alert, coming in at number three, I have the New York Giants, number two, the Dallas Cowboys, number one, the Philadelphia Eagles, and I really could see Philly and Dallas kind of switching there, just depending on how the season goes. I'm not too sure. You know, they were almost interchangeable this year, and Philly had a, I mean, they were sitting at what? You know what I'm saying? Like what, 14 and one at one point, and it was almost, it was almost right there, so you know, or I guess 13 and one is what it was. Could be real interesting to see how the East plays out next year. Definitely, definitely. I mean, it could be a fluke year for sure, but it definitely looking like it's one of the better divisions in football. Um, yeah, man, could be really interesting. So that is my NFC East rundown for this past year. Kind of my predictions on going forward, moving on to 
what at one point could and, and still could be with with how these teams could play. Obviously, outside of Arizona, um, shout out Cardinals fans, um, which could be one of the better divisions in football. Um, moving or starting with the Arizona Cardinals, who went four and thirteen and fourth in the West, currently hold the third overall draft pick in the two thousand twenty three NFL Draft. Notice how I said currently. That was mad. That, yeah, whatever, bro. Started off their year with a loss against the Chiefs, a win against the Raiders, a loss against the Rams, a win against the Panthers, two straight losses against the Eagles and Seahawks, a win against the Saints, two straight losses against the Vikings and Seahawks, win against the Rams. Wow. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I could have just said the rest of the games they lost because they went on a seven-game skid against the 49ers, Chargers, Patriots, Broncos, Buccaneers, Falcons, and the Niners to end up 4-13. and Real solid year. Uh, Kyler Murray, obviously, towards the end of the year, was out off of surgery. Uh, leading them throughout the year was Kyler Murray at 2,368 passing yards, 14 touchdowns, and a 53% QBR. James Conner led them on the ground with 782 rushing yards on 183 carries, seven touchdowns, and then DeAndre Hopkins coming off the four-game suspension did lead them throughout the air uh, with 717 receiving yards, 64 touch or 64 receptions, and three touchdowns. Um, yeah, man, the Cardinals, the Cardinals. So the Cardinals have had a pretty, a pretty busy off season. Um, signed Kaiser White, signed Zach Pascal, Dennis Daly, Kelvin Beecham, Will Anderson, and Chris Barnes, just to name a few. Lost guys like Zach Allen, Byron Murphy, Camus, Grieger Hill, Chosen, Anderson, Chosen Anderson, J.J. Watt, Rod- Rodney Hudson, Justin Pugh, Max Williams, Josh Jackson, Marcus Golden, and I put the I put three question marks after this, but DeAndre Hopkins question mark question mark question mark like I just don't know what's going on with D Hop here, man. I don't know what's going on with D Hop here. Um, I would assume that this trade will get done maybe draft day. You know, if they trade down and there's a team who's wide receiver needy and quarterback needy, I could see maybe packaging that together and getting rid of D Hop because it's pretty clear he doesn't want to play there. You know, he said he'd like to play for Buffalo KC. I don't know how in the hell the KC keeps getting all these wide receivers, but it could happen. Shout out Nick Woolley. Um, yeah, man, the Cardinals lost a lot, gained some. Pretty young team trying to build up a young a young franchise. Uh, draft outlook for the Arizona Cardinals. This whole time, I have had the Arizona Cardinals selecting Will Anderson, the defensive end out of Alabama and Shocker. Shocker, shocker. I don't do trades in my mock draft just because it's too much to work out with all the compensation. You've heard it all before. Um, but I do have the Arizona Cardinals actually selecting Jalen Carter, the defensive tackle out of Georgia in this mock draft. Do they take Will Anderson? Do they take Tyree Wilson? Who's some people are saying he's a better prospect than Will Anderson personally. I don't see it. But there's a reason I'm not a draft analyst. There's a reason I don't get paid to do this yet. Keyword yet. Got to chase some dreams. Kind of chase some dreams, man. Uh, possible trade back. The Arizona has said that there's a lot of interest, and people have fielded a lot of calls, and they've fielded a lot of calls when it comes to that third overall draft pick. So definitely, definitely could see them moving off of that as far as a suitor. They could be trading down one spot with Indy if Indy wants to get the guy that they like. In this mock draft, a surprising guy falls right into their lap, and they pick it up. It's, it's y'all, y'all ain't ready for mock draft 6.0. I'm telling y'all right now, I go. I went stupid with this. I was stupid. I'm either going to look like a genius or stupid when it comes to draft day, and I'll have one more mock draft in, but this is just how I'm feeling off the news that has came out. Hey, man, it is what it is, man. 
Um, yeah, there's not a whole lot to talk about here, man. Hopefully the Cardinals can can trade back in this draft and get some draft capital going forward. As far as right now, man, it's not looking good for them. It's not looking good. But moving on to third in the NFC West, we have the LA Rams at a record of 5-12. and 12. Coming in at third, and let me pull up their information. Obviously a very banged-up team. You know, started their season with a loss against the Bills, 31 to 10. Two straight wins against the Falcons and Cardinals. Two straight losses against the Niners and Cowboys. A win against the Panthers, and I believe that was Christian McCaffrey's last game. Um, a loss, a big losing streak. I think, what, five, six, seven games against the 49ers, Buccaneers, Cardinals, Saints, Chiefs, and Seahawks on that six game skid. A win by one point against the Raiders. A loss to the Packers, a win to the Broncos, and then two straight losses against the Chargers and Seahawks. The L.A. Rams were led by Matthew Stafford, who did not play the whole year, uh, at 2,087 passing yards and 10 touchdowns. Led by Cam Akers on the ground with 786 rushing yards on 188 carries and 7 touchdowns. Cooper Cup led them throughout the air with 812 receiving yards, with 75 receptions and 6 touchdowns, despite, again, not playing the whole season. So, yeah, man, uh, the Rams lost guys like Nick Scott, Bobby Wagner, David Edwards, David Long, Brandon Powell, Matt Gay, Taylor Rapp, Greg Gaines. They did gain. They're, that's who they gained. Um, no, that's, yeah, that's who they lost. I'm tripping, I'm tripping. It's, it's flipped. It's flipped on my thing. What? Bro. Huh? Hold up, bro. I'm I'm doing the Rams terrible, bro. They also lost guys like Baker Mayfield, uh, Marquise Copeland, Allen Robinson, Leonard Floyd, Troy Hill, Malcolm Brown, Bryce Perkins, and Baker Mayfield. Um, let me look. I can't believe I did the Rams this 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 terrible, this this criminal. And granted, this probably isn't gonna change a whole lot because the Rams just weren't very busy. You know, obviously yesterday it was kind of, it came out that Allen Robinson was traded to the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, for what some some kind of a weak you know draft pick. Yeah, off the top of my head, I can't exactly remember. Um, but yes, he's no longer on the team. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, let's see who the Rams signed. Maybe there's a reason I didn't say it. Hell yeah, there was a reason. Again, Marquise Copeland. Coleman Shelton. Was, was, was that the news y'all were lurking for? Um, and granted, I, I just did the Rams terrible, right? I didn't. I had all the guys they lost, but didn't even talk about the guys they gained, even though they, on Sport Track, Free Agency Tracker, uh, they didn't. They didn't gain. I mean, it only says that they gained two people. So, but here's the thing, man. And I, I do think that the Rams can have a somewhat decent year. I just think. A, the West is pretty tough, and it's going to be pretty tough going forward as far as the, the first two teams who I think are really going to continue to blossom. And the Rams don't have a lot of draft capital going forward. They used a lot. They sold their soul for that for that Super Bowl, which you got a Super Bowl out of it. So, I mean, how much can you, how much can you hate? But when you got – I mean, obviously it looks like Cam Akers is finally starting to take that head honcho role when it comes to the running back position in L.A., and then Cooper Cup is going to be coming back. They still got Van Jefferson. 
They, I mean, they got rid of Allen Robinson, but he didn't really do a whole lot. Let's be, let's be totally honest. Um, and obviously Matthew Stafford coming back. If they don't sh- shop Matthew Stafford, I've been hearing some rumbling that maybe Stafford's on the block. I think that they're going to rock with Cam Akers, maybe look to draft a, a late-round guy. I mean, Cam Akers wanted out of L.A. real bad, real bad. But then they try, They traded whoever it was, Spencer. Uh, they traded homeboy, Daryl Henderson, who uh, was, was kind of splitting carries with him. So I think that's all kind of resolved. Uh, does the Rams have or do the Rams have faith in Cam Akers? Hey, man, I guess we'll see. Uh, moving on. To the Seattle Seahawks, I am trying to go fast because we are already at 35 minutes and I still have a lot to go over. Um, moving on to the Seattle Seahawks, who posted a 9-8 and record, second in the NFC West, um, lost first round of the playoffs to the San Fran 49ers, a win against the Broncos, two straight losses in the regular season against the Niners and Falcons, a win against the Lions, a loss against the Saints, a four-game win streak against the Cardinals, Chargers, Giants, and Cardinals again, <laughs> that tripped me up a little bit. Uh, two straight losses against the Bucks and the Raiders, um, and then a win against the Rams, a loss to the Carolina Panthers. We absolutely love to see that. Uh, can never beat the Sea Chickens. A loss against the Niners, a loss against the Chiefs, two straight wins against the Jets and the Rams. And what everybody expected Seattle to have a really bad year. Seattle actually came out here and said, you know what? Let's come out here and play football. So Geno Smith said, hey, they wrote me off. I ain't right back, though. Uh, in this mock draft, in this situation I have going on for this week, uh, we'll see how long Gino's there for. Word. Signed Gino to a three-year extension this offseason, so definitely have some some faith in Gino Smith, but we'll just see how it looks. Uh, they gained Draymond Jones, Julian Love, Jerron Reed, Bobby Wagner back in Seattle, Devin Bush, Drew Locke, who obviously they've already had, but they restructured his contract. And then obviously the Gino extension, they lost Travis Homer, Cody Barton, Rashad Penny, Tony Jones, Puna Ford, Shelby Harris, Gabe Jackson, Artie Burns, uh, Daryl Johnson, Al Woods, and Jalen Tabor, the corner out of Florida. Yeah, see, I only said the corner out of Florida because I know Jalen Tabor, and he's bounced around from team to team more than Riley Reed. Well, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, man, what is what is Seattle going to do here, right? Um, in this draft, Brian, I'm going to hold you up. Pick number five, I have Seattle taking Anthony Richardson. I know. I know, man. But here's my reasoning, bro. There's not a better spot for for maybe Detroit for Anthony Richardson to go. You know, there's no pressure for AR to start day one. They, he's going to have a good mentor, a good venter, a veteran mentor in Geno Smith. You know, Geno's not the guy to get you to the Super Bowl. Let's, let's, I mean, Geno had a good year, comeback play of the year, it's whatever, but Geno's, Geno looked like old Geno Smith, you know, Jets Geno Smith at times last year, which I'm happy for Geno, you know, and I'm glad that Geno's got a second chance and whatnot, but I don't think he's the guy to take you to the Super Bowl. So so let Geno play, let AR develop. It is whatever. Uh, could see, depending on, you know, if Houston takes a quarterback, which in this draft, in this mock, I don't have them taking a quarterback, so it really messes with how everything plays out. Uh, they could go Jalen Carter. They could also go just D-line in general, Tyree Wilson, uh, wide receiver maybe, you know, with Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, obviously, they have Tyler Lockett, who's getting kind of old, uh, but DK Metcalf, but you can never have too many options in the wide receiver position, interior or line later in the round, maybe. Uh, Cause they have, you know, they have pick number five and they have pick number what 20, you know, and in this draft I have going, I have them going Anthony Richardson at five from Denver and they have a lot of draft capital over these next two drafts. Like crazy. I have so 
so much draft capital and the so is in all caps so if that tells you anything that tells you anything um yeah i have him going brian Brees at pick number 20 in this mock draft 6.0 so i don't know what seattle's gonna do i think that their future is very 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 bright going forward and uh, i'm gonna let y'all in a little secret i don't see seattle getting dethroned by any team besides san francisco and since we're talking about these damn 49ers let's talk about them the san francisco 49ers who posted a 13 and 4 record on the year good enough for first in the nfc west and why did it oh yeah they lost in the conference championship with injured brock purdy uh to the viking or to the eagles at 31 and 7 the Niners, man, the Niners opened their year against a head-scratching loss against Chicago, 19-10. A win against the Seahawks, a loss against the Broncos, two straight wins against the Rams and the Panthers, pain. Uh, two straight losses against the Falcons and the Chiefs, and then, y'all ready for this? Did not lose a single game after that game against the Chiefs. One, two, three, into the foe. Hey, four, five, six seven, eight, nine, ten straight wins against the Rams, Chargers, Cardinals, Saints, Dolphins, Bucks, Seahawks, Commanders, Raiders, and the Cardinals. Let's, I mean, let's, let's face it. Y'all get two straight wins against the Cardinals every year, possibly four straight wins with the Rams. Definitely three, you know, easy wins. You know, they, they tend to have Seattle's number. You know what I'm saying? Swept the sea chickens this year. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Um, so I'm I'm throwing it in here, brother. Game Christian McCaffrey. They gained bro in like week ten, week nine, something like that. But I'm still gonna throw it in because I just want to talk about him. I love you, Christian. Please come back. Uh, they also signed Javon Hargrave out of Philly, who's a huge signing. Already adding to that stack defense in San Fran. Signed Jake Brendel, Isaiah Oliver, Sammy Darnold, Matt Pryor, and Cleland Farrell, the former fourth overall pick out of Las Vegas, Oakland at the time. They lost guys like Mike McGlinchey, Samson Ubakum. Bakum, yes, or Jimmy Ward, Emmanuel Mosley, Aziz, Aziz Al Shair, Jason Verrett, Josh Johnson, Robbie Gold, and Trey Lance, question mark, dot, 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 question mark. Which brings me to our outlook, man. No first round pick in this draft. They actually don't pick till what? Pick number 99, the, the third round. So if you're a Niners fan, you, but let's be honest, bro. They, and they got all like damn near every single comp or conditional pick that they gave out for McCaffrey back, except for like their second overall or their pick number 61, their second round pick. So man, take that as you will. Um, is Trey Lance going to get shipped? There's a whole lot of Trey Lance drama going on. You know, is, is San Francisco really dealing the guy that they traded up three first round draft picks for? Are they shipping him away already? And then you're saying already like Brock Purdy didn't come in here and, and just lead the, the Niners to the conference championship. If, if you're asking for my humble opinion, would have won that game if Brock Purdy didn't get hurt. Uh, they brought in Sam Darnold. For what reason? I don't know. Are they trying to? I mean, they beat Carolina with Sam Darnold and Christian McCaffrey, so I don't know why the hell they want to bring it back. But it is what it is, man. Um, the QB situation is really something to look out for. Obviously, they lost Jimmy G as well to the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, could be really interesting to see how it plays out. I don't know, man. I really don't. I don't think that they should trade Trey Lance. And I, I am a Trey Lance hater, but I kind of want, I like, I, I want to see bro succeed and I never want to see people fail at life and just absolutely struggle. But I just, I'm not a huge fan of Trey Lance, the football player. Right. 
And but I do think you know the, the Niners invested a lot in him, and when I don't know, I would like to see him play well. Uh, I mean, just think about it, bro. You trade up three first round picks to get beat out by a guy named Mister Irrelevant. And I feel like you plug anybody into that situation in San Fran with McCaffrey and Ayuk and Debo Samuel and George Kittle and a great offensive line with Trent Williams. Obviously, they lost Mike McGlinchey, but, you know what I'm saying, a great offensive line, a great coach, you know, a, great, a fantastic coaching staff all around, really. Um, I feel like anybody could succeed. And I think if you throw Trey Lance in there, maybe, maybe look to trade Trey later in the year, next year, but... He got healthy, you know. Just just give him one more year. Don't you can't give up on a guy that you invested that much only two years in. Hell, the Jets haven't even given up on Wilson. I mean, yeah, they're trying to trade for Rodgers, who we have absolutely no new information on. Sure, they're trying to give up on or they're trying to get Rodgers, but Wilson is still on the team. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think you give up on a guy who you traded three first round picks for in just two years. Oh, I just stubbed my toe. That hurts so bad. Oh, I tried to, I tried to like not let it affect me, but bro, I'm going to let y'all in on a little secret. I ain't got no shoes on right now. And I just stubbed it on a metal chair and that hurt really, it still hurts, but I'm already at 45 minutes. So I got to get rolling. Um, yeah, man, San Fran. So my NFC West predictions, I have the Cardinals dead last. Don't need to talk about it. Rams at number three. I can see Rams and Seattle real interchangeable depending on how the draft goes. But I think with just Seattle's future, I know that LA will be healthy next year. And I know that a healthy Rams team is a scary Rams team. They still lost some guys like Bobby Wagner who's really going to hurt on defense. So you know, I don't know, man. I'm just, you know, I'm taking Rams at three, taking Seattle at two and winning the division for the second year in a row. I have the San Francisco 49ers. Wow. Wow. So shout out to Parker Stiver, who I asked him, you know, what should I talk about? Give me some things that I should talk about. And he told me the Trey Lance situation, some possible suitors. As far as possible suitors, man, I could see maybe Houston, you know, because like in this, like I said, in this mock draft, I don't have him going quarterback. Maybe Indy. You know, Indy's been invested in the free agents and trade available quarterbacks. You know, maybe a team like Atlanta, maybe a team like Vegas. I mean, you're not going to see Vegas go after Trey Lance after they just got Jimmy G, but you just never know. Uh, maybe, man, I don't know, man. I would have said maybe New Orleans if they didn't sign Carr. Maybe Green Bay. Maybe Green Bay, you know, depending on how sold they are on uh, Jordan Love. Maybe Washington. Maybe the Jets, if they can't get uh, Rodgers. But, I, I mean, I do think that they're going to get Rodgers. It's essentially a done deal. They just got to work out the compensation. But moving on to the Jalen Hurts contract, let's look this up right now. Jalen Hurts contract. Jalen Hurts signed an extension, what, two days ago, yesterday? A five-year, 255 milli schmilly killy dollar contract, including a $23 million signing bonus bonus and a $180 million guaranteed. Bro, could you imagine getting $180 million guaranteed, bro? I'm in the wrong profession, bro. Oh, moms, I would have made the league. You know what I'm saying? I didn't turn my ACL. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, what does the Jalen Hurts contract do with Lamar Jackson? Right? And I don't want to talk about this for too long because I got to get this mock draft. got to get it going out. Um, at, at most, this episode's got to be an hour. I can't go much over an hour. Um, I think it affects it greatly. You know what I'm saying? And let me look this up too. I'm not too sure how credible it is. 
Uh, Lamar Jackson contract offer. I read something that Lamar Jackson was offered $200 million uh, guaranteed after uh, Jalen Hurts was offered or was signed on a $180 million guaranteed deal um, with $255 million in total. Um, And this was in September. Huh. But obviously it's going to drive it up now. You know what I'm saying? And did, I mean, Lamar's came out and said he wasn't offered that. It's hearsay. It's, it's he said, she said, you know, you said, I said, red fish, blue fish, one fish, two fish, <laughs> ward. Um, but I do think that the Jalen Hurts contract is going to drive up Lamar's value. I still think Lamar's staying in Baltimore. I mean, as of right now, he's just going to play under the tag and maybe he leaves next year. But hell, we've been saying that for the last three years. Um, obviously guys like Daniel Jones really shot up the market. You know, even Jimmy G, I don't even know what Jimmy G signed for. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo contract. Three years, 72 million. Who's giving Jimmy G three years for 72 mil? Three years, 73 mil. We'll just say 73 at $250,000, bro. He gets $11 $11 million for a signing bonus, bro. That is ridiculous, bro. Whatever, bro. It's not. But I, I do think it'll it'll climb the market. And, and shout out Parker Stiver for, A, giving me the topic. And Parker, I'm so, um, and I know you're not a fan of the Jimmy G signing, right? But I'm so damn sorry that y'all gave that man 70, what, $73 million a year? <laughs> Word. But yeah, man, I think it's going to drive up the market. It's going to be really interesting to see how things with Lamar playing out. I do think he will play in Baltimore this year. Whether he comes back the next year, signs an extension, I think it matters what OBJ does. I think, hell, I think the only reason that he's staying this year is because of OBJ. So could be interesting to see how everything works out. Um, but yeah, man, uh, moving on to mock draft 6.0. I hope y'all are ready. I hope y'all are tuned in. I'm, I got 11 minutes left and I'm going to spend 10 and a half of it talking about this mock draft. Get ready, man. The fireworks are coming. Coming in with the first overall pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Carolina Panthers select for the second straight week, Bryce Young, the quarterback out of Alabama. Coming in at number two, the Houston Texans take Will Anderson Jr., the edge out of Alabama. Pick number three, the Arizona Cardinals take Jalen Carter. Pick number four, C.J. Stroud falls to the Indianapolis Colts. Pick number five, the Seattle Seahawks take Anthony Richardson. Pick number six, the Detroit Lions take Tyree Wilson. Pick number seven, the... Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, I'm sorry, take Devin Witherspoon, the corner out of Illinois. Pick number eight, the Falcons take Jackson Smith and Jigba, the wide receiver out of Ohio State. Pick number nine, the Chicago Bears take Peter Skronsky. Pick number 10, the Eagles take Elijah Cansey. 11 is the Tennessee Titans taking Will Levis. Uh, Pick number 12 is Quentin Johnston going to the Houston Texans. Pick number 13 is Paris Johnson Jr. going to the New York Jets. Pick number 14 is Luke Van Ness staying very consistent. I don't think I've mocked Luke Van Ness anywhere besides uh, New England. Pick number 15, the Green Bay Packers stay with a tight end, just a different guy this time with Dalton Kincaid, the tight end out of Utah being the first tight end off the board. Pick number 16, Osiris Torrance, the guard out of Florida, is going back to Washington in my mock draft. Pick number 17, I have Deontay Banks being the corner taken by Pittsburgh. Pick number 18, I have the Lions taking Joey Porter Jr. Color scheme just fits, man. Uh, Out of Penn State. Pick number 19, I have Brian Branch 
falling to pick number 19 and going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I've had Branch going to the Eagles every single mock draft after this. Brian Breeze, a very popular pick for me with Seattle, going at pick number 20. Pick number 21, I have the Los Angeles Chargers taking Christian Gonzalez, the corner out of Oregon. Pick number 22, I have Zay Flowers, the wide receiver out of Boston College, going to Baltimore. 23, I have Jordan Addison, the wide receiver out of USC, going to Minnesota. Pick number 24, I have Nolan Smith, the edge out of Georgia, going back with Trayvon Walker in Jacksonville. Pick number 25, I have the New York Giants selecting Miles Murphy, the edge out of Clemson. I'm sorry, Cleveland. What the hell was I talking about? Uh, Pick number 26, I have the Dallas Cowboys scooping up B. John Robinson so they don't have to pay Tony Pollard uh, at pick number 26. And pick number 27, I have Emmanuel Forbes staying very, very consistent in my mock drafts. Going to Buffalo with Tredavious White and Kair Elam. Pick number 28, I have Michael Mayer, the tight end out of Notre Dame, going to Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Irv Smith ain't your guy, bro. I'm telling you right now, you are not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. Pick number 29, I have Will McDonald, the fourth, the edge out of Iowa State going to New Orleans. Pick number 30, I have Eagles going offensive tackle uh, with Broderick Jones, the tackle out of Georgia. And then pick number 31, I have the KC Chiefs selecting Felix and Dookie Uzama. And Dookie Uzama. FAU, the edge out of Kansas State going to Kansas City. The Chiefs. I don't know what I was doing there. Uh, got eight minutes, man. Let's turn up. What is going on with the draft, right? I'm going to be honest. I'm going to rattle this off. Bryce showing to Carolina seems like a done deal. Schefter says that, or I'm, I might get this flipped, but Adam Schefter says the Texans will go quarterback. Ian Rappaport says the Texans might not go quarterback. In this draft, I have them not going quarterback. As a result, Arizona takes Jalen Carter. The Colts take Stroud instead of Richardson. Seahawks falls right into his lap. Why not? Let's take the project. Bro, I don't know what's going on, bro. I really don't. Um, it's been such a back and forth process. And Loki, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I'm so ready for this draft, this draft process to be done, bro. Like the suspense, a lot of the suspense is taken out of me because Carolina has the first overall pick. I mean, I like bro, I'm 99% sure it's Bryce Young, and I'm happy with the Bryce Young pick. I'm just right as of right now, Bryce Young is my quarterback. <laughs> I will say, bro, I will say I'm gonna reiterate this. Turn me up, bro. You do not draft Bryce Young and then sign Andy Dalton. Bryce Young does not need Andy Dalton. You know who does need Andy Dalton? Anthony Richardson. You're wasting $14 million a year. And I believe we signed Dalton after we traded for pick number one. You don't go out there and sign Dalton just to draft a guy who's going to start from day one. Go out there and sign Dalton. You're going to pick up Anthony Richardson. What did it? I'm crazy. Um, yeah, man, I'm going to finish this episode earlier than I thought draft is crazy man quentin johnson's falling down a lot of draft boards is jalen carter high on a lot of people's draft boards tyree wilson is somehow climbing above will anderson on some draft boards hell i want to see will levis fall out of the first round um how many tackles are going to be taken is osiris torrance going in the first round what tight end is first off the board is a team really going to take a tight end at pick number 15 how are the corners going to shake out? How are the wide receivers going to shake out? Who's going to be left in the second round? Where's B. John Robinson going? Where, where the hell is B. John Robinson going? Because he could go to Detroit. He could go to Chicago. He could go... He, like You know what I'm saying? There's, there's a lot of places he could go. He could go to New England. I have him going to Dallas. He could go to Buffalo. I mean, is, Jane, is Dalvin Cook... Out of Minnesota. Is, is Dalvin Cook out of Minnesota? Which there's some rumblings that he's out and, and Buffalo wants him, but he wants Buffalo to be James Cook's team, which is his brother. 
Man, man, it's been an exciting off season, bro, and that's to say the least. Um, but yeah, man, sorry if that was a little rushed. You know, I mean, the, the second half and the latter of the episode may have seemed a little rushed. I hope you didn't get that impression. Obviously, love talking to you guys. And ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for episode 15 of That Six. Can't tell you guys how nice it is, again, to be back into the booth and talking about what I love with each one, each and every one of you guys. Uh, man, join us next Thursday for a draft special featuring Matt Stillman and Nick Woolley, two of my good friends here at Trying Very Intelligent when it comes to the National Football League, uh, which will be our first an episode of just strictly draft talk, which is part of the reason I did two division previews and recaps in this episode. Also, because I'm going to be honest with y'all, I got three weeks left in school. I might try to pre-record some draft or maybe I'll just do an episode dedicated to, you know, maybe my last episode will be dedicated to division recaps because I'm done with the NFC now. All I have left left is the AFC. I could just do an episode where I rattle off all four divisions. You know what I'm saying? But don't have a whole lot of time left with y'all um, as far as, you know, the podcast and on Spotify, Apple Music, whatever y'all listen to. Um, but yeah, man, uh, with that being said, I will invite you guys listening to follow me on once again on Twitter or TikTok under at that six podcast, um, especially in the summer. It's going to be big. I'm, you know, I, I just don't have access to the recording studio as much. You know, maybe I can pump out an episode here or there, maybe once a month or whatever it is, which I, I'd still like to do. Um but I will be posting a lot more frequently on Twitter and TikTok, TikTok specifically, just because it's easier for me. Um, but yeah, man, uh, that's going to be it for me. I want to thank each and every one of y'all for for listening. Um, yeah, man, uh, we're one week away, man. We're eight days away right now. So super excited. Thank you guys all for listening and deuces. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.